What's going on, crew? Welcome to today's Tick Chiropractic Conversations. It's Trent Scheidecker connecting you to a culture of chiropractic principles, questions, and chiropractors. And in today's Tick, I am diving deep into this family chiropractor conversation, and we're going to specifically talk about a culture within your family chiropractor's office or practice or center, depending upon how they term it, and some key concepts that you want to be looking for either as a consumer for finding a new family chiropractor or if you're a student or chiropractor and you're listening to this, some real basic ideas on how to become a better family chiropractor through four key concepts to build upon within the culture of your practice. So being in practice for over 12 years, you can look back in hindsight and see some of the key characteristics within the culture of your practice that has developed the greatest results of what you're trying to attain. And one of the results that I'm constantly trying to develop within within my practice, Cairo Way of Woodbury, is a culture of chiropractic. Now, culture is one of my favorite words to use in the business world, and we're not going to dive too far into this episode on business. We're going to dive into this from a perspective of people trying to find a family chiropractor or you trying to become a better family chiropractor and culture and let me open up my dictionary here can be defined as the arts and other manifestations of human intellectual achievement regarded collectively that's a noun my personal definition or my favorite my personal favorite definition of culture is the customs arts and social institutions and achievements of a particular nation people or social group so it's the customs it's the achievement of a group of people trying to create a way of living and so a culture of family chiropractic care to me can be best described with these four words. And I'm getting this from a research document, um, research article uh, in Complementary Therapies and Clinical Practice, Volume 42, February 2020-21. And it is titled Towards a Safety Culture in Chiropractic, the Use of Safety, Communication, Operational Reliability, and Engagement. The score questionnaire. So this article is so influential in its concept of simplicity. If you want to become a better family chiropractor or if you're looking for a new family chiropractor or you want to trust the recommendations that your chiropractor is delivering with a recommendation of your children being under chiropractic care, you should assess it based off the concept of one, safety, two, communication, three, operational reliability, 
and four, engagement. So I'm not going to jump into this research article specifically, but the point of it is, is they were looking at whether or not chiropractors burn out, whether or not they burn out on the fact that they're becoming less safe, less communicated, less reliable, and less engaging in practice. And I'm looking at it from a standpoint of if you want safe, like get to the point, what are you trying to deliver with care, with communication, reliable technique, and what is your engagement like within the community, within your practice type family chiropractor? It's as simple as assessing these four areas. And honestly, when it comes to reviewing how I've been in practice for 12 years, safety is number one. Safety to me is making sure that the terms and conditions of the care are being delivered and communicated at that level. So what's the purpose of your child being under care? You know, there's a lot of different ways to practice chiropractic care. There is um, a few common objectives within chiropractic care. One of them, and mine specifically professionally, is the location analysis and facilitating the correction of vertebral subluxation. And that, that term has been described in great de detail on this podcast in many episodes. But the safety and communication right there about having a child under chiropractic care needs to be number one. And I have that on the first visit and then I have it on follow up visits if necessary, if the conversation or table talk or questions take my care, my case management down that road, I'll sit down and have the conversation again. We're all human. We're all able to forget something that we were taught. There's a reason why we do homework. We practice something because once the teacher teaches the student, now you need to go home and see how much you remember of it. Operational reliability is a phenomenal concept. One of my favorites, I teach a technique called muscle palpation. And specifically, we term it advanced muscle palpation due to the fact that we're not just palpating muscles. We're palpating muscles for origins and insertions, which is where the muscle starts and ends. We palpate the muscles specifically for their workable action. What are they trying to accomplish with motor action? Looking at it from a neurological sense and saying, if this tissue is being stretched due to malposition or a loss of juxtaposition and causing neural stress or uh, neural pressure of some sort, and that tissue is engaged, now that tissue is specifically pointing to a, a vertebrae or a bone that's uh, subluxated in our terms or out of position and needs to be readjusted with a, with a gentle specific chiropractic adjustment. So operational efficiency and reliability is asking your chiropractor, well, what technique are you going to be performing with my child? Or 
what technique are you using to adjust me? Chiropractors are artists at the at the core of their services. And when I say artists, I'm not saying they're painting pictures. I'm saying they're physically doing something to attain a result. And that to me is very similar to an athlete performing in in its uh, in its sport or an artist performing in painting some sort of picture. We term it art due to the fact that uh, there are multiple ways of delivering a chiropractic adjustment. And so the operational reliability is if you've got a technique that can be described and communicated and has safety outcomes embedded into it for the age and uh, state of condition of the child under care, now you've got yourself three areas of scoring this uh, chiropractor or scoring yourself on, all right, I can communicate this. I can become a better family chiropractor for all ages and all stages. And then the fourth and one of the most easy ways to walk the walk the talk, walk the walk of being a family chiropractor or assessing whether or not your chiropractor is fit for your child being under care with you is looking at engagement. Now, when we engage in practice, we typically engage for culture of holidays and seasons. But I would say eight out of 10 of the engagement activities that we are Facilitating in practice for our practice members or clients is based on the concept that it's for the kids. It is similar to when your child goes to the dentist and your dentist has a little toy for them at the end of at the end of the visit. The kid associates going to the dentist with getting a new toothbrush or getting a new bouncy ball, something so small can make such a large impact in that child's experience. Or when I'm when I'm working with infants, I like to look at the infants in their eyes and engage with that child like it's like it's a real person. And they are. They're they're real people. And letting that child know that he or she is in the best hands possible right at that time. And I've got nothing but love and safety, and I've communicated to that child's parent, hey, you're in good hands. That style of engagement with letting the child know that the visits can be fun, they're gentle, they're safe, and they're good for them, can go so far in building trust with with the younger generation that the younger generation is going to be knocking on mom and dad's bedroom door saying, can we go to the chiropractor tomorrow morning? Or tomorrow after school. So building a culture of chiropractic around the concept of being a family chiropractor, to me, can be as easy as providing a safe environment, safety with how you're delivering care, safety with communication, safety with 
reliability in the technique, and safety by building trust with the engagement of that culture of younger kids under care. We want them associating the chiropractic adjustment as a repetitive lifestyle choice, no different than taking vitamins or running around the block or playing outside, moving their body. It's something that the body needs at times. And when it's needed, they should be thinking, hey, it's time to go and not have any concerns about it. And same with mom and dad. So with that in mind, I challenge all of you listeners out there to get out of your comfort zone and ask some more questions around this topic. Having a family chiropractor to me is a life lesson that needs to be understood because our profession could do a better job at teaching it and get more of this younger generation incorporating regular spinal checks for that uh, the necessity of the chiropractic adjustment when needed into their lifestyle. We're going to continue on this topic. We're going to continue on this conversation. I'm going to cut it off at this at this point due to the fact that I could continue on and I could continue on going down this rabbit hole because it's such an important topic to me in my life with having my kids grow up with it, having my wife getting her spine checked on a regular basis. We're going to cut it off there so that we can save some more topic for later episodes. I'm Trent Chattaker. I appreciate you joining me in on this one. Safety, communication, operational reliability, and engagement. It's the score questionnaire. Why don't you score yourself, not on burning out, but how well you are providing family chiropractic care in your practice for that next generation. Thanks, and we'll catch you on the next episode. There you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode as I did. Let me know what you enjoyed about it by tagging us at Today's Tick on social media. And if this is your first episode, please subscribe. Leave us a review. Reviews help us spread the message about chiropractic and the location, analysis, and correction of vertebral subluxation. Share this episode with your friends, classmates, and colleagues. Be a champion and send them this episode. As B.J. Palmer said, you never know how far-reaching something you think, say, or do today will affect the lives of millions tomorrow. As always, we like to end our episodes with the definition of chiropractic. Chiropractic is a healthcare discipline that recognizes the innate recuperative power of the body to heal itself through identifying and caring for vertebral subluxations due to the relationship between structure and function as coordinated by the neurological system and how that relationship affects the preservation and restoration of well-being. This information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, mitigate, or prescribe the use of any technique as a form of treatment for any physical conditions, symptoms, or diseases. Directly consult with a qualified healthcare professional for any chiropractic or medical advice. In addition to the benefits of chiropractic care, one should also be aware of the existence of some risk. 
risks associated with some chiropractic care may include soreness, musculoskeletal sprain, strain, and fracture. In addition, there have been reported cases of stroke associated with chiropractic care. Research and scientific evidence do not establish a cause and effect relationship between chiropractic care and the occurrence of stroke. Rather, studies indicate that people may be consulting chiropractors when they are in the early states of a stroke. In essence, there is a stroke already in process. However, you are being informed of this reported risk. Thank you.